Oh, hello, <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of What's With You, Scooby, Dear. Tony Thaxton joins me in a very interesting episode of the podcast. We barely talk about uh, an episode of uh, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo, which I feel like is on par with Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. Uh, we we cover why we cannot talk about it multiple times, so don't you dare worry about it. Oddly enough, uh, Tony Thaxton, um, weird progenitor of this podcast, uh, I got into uh, Felice Navi Pod, uh, a podcast that he's done. And it really inspired me at an interesting time. So, there's that. Great. Uh, Yeah, we do not stay on topic. Uh, But once again, this podcast is about Scooby-Doo when it needs to be. And about everything else. But we do talk about Muppets. Uh, We definitely talk about Star Wars. Uh, we just go all around the gamut, pop culture-wise. And why not? We're here to experience the world and get weird. In other news, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash what's with you, Scooby-Doo, all one word. If you want to email the podcast, what's with you, Scooby-Doo at gmail.com. If you want to find us on Twitter or Instagram at WWY Scooby-Doo, the weird songs that are right are located at WWYSD.bandcamp.com. Merch located at Let's Do This. Let's L-E-T-S-D-O-O-T-H-I-S dot com slash merch m-e-r-c-h i don't know if you knew how to spell that i don't want to presume anything tony thaxton cloud city soundtrack this is enough rambling without further ado to the podcast Let's do this. Oh, what a crazy world of pop culture and madness that we live in. (laughs) What's with you, Scooby-Doo, today on the podcast through the miracle of the internet? I have Tony... There's a snake in my boot, Thaxton. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know you knew my nickname. <laughs> uh, we do deep dives here. We're a fully researched and fully realized podcast. Apparently so. You've done more research about me than I've done because I didn't even know that was my nickname. <laughs> well, I'm glad we can bring. We're very much like Mori Povich in that way. <laughs> that's what i heard about you yeah because i know my you know my wife did the show before and she was my like wife. she's sorry. like oh yeah that's yeah exactly i'm sorry thank you for doing it for me uh 
but yeah, she was like, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a Maury Povichy kind of podcast. So yeah, I was ready. Uh, originally we were giving more of a Springer vibe. Yeah. But you know, we had to get away from that because of, um, just, you know, what the kids are watching these days. Exactly. Well, you know, at least you're not Jenny Jones. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of somebody that no one talks about anymore. Uh, well, that. On that note, uh, somebody <laughs> at work was like, are you watching this masked singer? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he, he was like saying all the people who were on it. And, and one of them was Ricky Lake. And I was like, good for her. Oh yeah, I heard. I heard she was on it. Too. Yeah, everybody that's on it is like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And uh, yeah, a, a podcast that I listen to talks about it a lot, and they all say that like uh, they're like, yeah, it's a terrible show, but I can't stop watching it. Uh, I have not seen a second of it, although I will say, and you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyways uh, that uh, there is a Thai restaurant here in Los Angeles, technically in Studio City, that uh, my wife and I like to go to. And uh, months and months ago, before they even started advertising The Masked Singer here, that every time we went to this restaurant, they were showing what I assume is the Thai version of that show. <laughs> uh, and so we, we kept, like, we would, but they didn't, they would never have the sound on, so we would just see these, like, crazy costume people singing and it was, it was fascinating, especially without sound and not really knowing what was going on. Uh, and so I always wait, just thought it was like a... Did the mouths move on, on the Thai version or was it just like a, like basically a furry holding a microphone? Yeah, it's basically that. I mean, I think that's the what the version here is too. Um, yeah, Can't so you just you. see like these crazy <laughs> costume people singing. Uh, and what I thought was the case before it debuted here is I thought it was kind of like The Voice, where, although I, I say that, but I've actually never seen The Voice either. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think, isn't Let's the thing with The Voice... Let's compare it to voice... some other shows you've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind um, of like The Mysteries of Laura, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I'm pretty sure it's exactly like Murphy Brown. Um, but, uh, no, like, isn't the thing with the voice, like, the, the you, they don't know what the people look like? They're only judging them based off the quality of their voice? Am I wrong about that? I, I uh, also, having never seen it, I do know that there's a button that turns their chair around. So I'm assuming yeah. they don't know what the person at looks least, like. Yeah, at least, like, early on, I think, yeah. Uh, so that's what I thought the, the like idea was, is like, oh, we're just going to judge you based on your, uh, singing ability, not like what you look like. But then it turns out these are like weird celebrities under there. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) All, 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 my only point is that the show is not what I thought it was. And somehow the world is getting weirder and weirder. Yep. But boy, is it, boy, is it great <laughs> i don't know it can be entertaining it can be uh but uh it's yeah it's a it's we're in some weird times i'm i'm here to say things no one's saying right now i'm <laughs> uh, we're living in weird times i agree and have you noticed that there seems to be some kind of deal with airline food yeah what is the deal with that I'll set him up. You knock him down. Uh, so, uh, 
typically we start off with a little history lesson, a little getting to know you. Uh, how, if at all, did you come to our Lord and Savior, Scooby-Doo? Uh, do you mean it literally in my life or for the sake of this show today? <laughs> Ooh, which one's more interesting? <laughs> uh, well, I'll be honest with you. Neither are interesting. <laughs> um, uh if we're talking my my life with my Scooby life, Doo, my life, uh, I and I think I told you this when you emailed me about doing this. Um, I have never liked Scooby Doo. If I'm being honest, right? Uh, even even when I was a child, uh, it just never appealed to me. Like I'm not. Look, I'm not judging you. Well, I am a little bit. I'm judging you a little bit. Yeah, judge but, me all you want. <laughs> only no. God can judge me. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just it's never it's never done it for me. Uh, I feel like my my when I think of Scooby Doo, I think of being a child, uh, basically waiting for the show that came on after Scooby Doo. Great, what you know what I mean? Like show? I would just see. Well, that's the thing is I don't really remember like something that was like also not very cool, but I think I just watched a lot of TV and like I don't remember a consistent thing being the case. Like, you know, it's probably sort of like Mama's Family or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, just those, like, afternoons of, of syndicated TV when you're a kid and, like, it was, you know, a different time because I'm old and uh, may or may not have even been cable at that time. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I would just, like, kind of see the end of it while waiting for the next thing to come on. Interesting. Now, now you say uh, that you you didn't necessarily like it, but is that that you did not like it or you disliked it? Like, would you watch it actively hating it at the time? Mm, no. I think, again, like, I really... If I watched it, it was because someone like my friend or something would be watching it and I would just sort of be there <laughs> or I was waiting for the next thing to come on and I would see like the last few minutes. It just never – it was – I don't – I love the idea of your I don't, friend being like, look, I'm going to get to you. I have to finish this cartoon episode really quick. You can hang out. Uh, there's there's uh, Capri Sun in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just i don't know uh yeah i i just it just didn't never uh it never it never spoke to me sure did you watch cartoons i did um you know and again it was i don't know i don't know how old of a of a gentleman you are but uh i'm a, i'm an i'm an old man now and and thinking back on again it was it was a very different time in the early eighties when I would have been watching cartoons and, uh, you know, uh, it was sometimes those like maybe like syndicated things that would come on in the afternoon sometimes, or it's just literally the Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, and so I watched a lot of that kind of thing, like Saturday morning being a big deal, but, um, yeah, Scooby-Doo was, was never one of them. One thing that comes up, uh, I'm kind of a broken record, but it always, it seriously fascinates me, is like, you know, my sister's kids are growing up in this world of, you want to watch something, you watch it. Whereas I feel like 
like, and I don't know if this was your experience growing up, but it was for me that sort of like luck of the draw feeling of like turning on the TV and just being like, what is this thing that I found? This is great. Yeah. And just like totally. hoping you can find it again. Like as a kid, uh-huh. I didn't know how to use a TV guide. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I remember doing a lot of that. Although I also was weirdly like super into TV guide though too. <laughs> <laughs> Like, cause my parents always bought it and I would like, I was never, I was never a big reader as a kid, except for TV guide. Like I would, I would study that thing. You've got and, the TV uh, guide like a playboy. You're like, I have it for the articles. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like I knew when things were coming on. I knew what channel they were on. I would, I was really into the, uh, the like little like movie kind review. I don't know if reviews is even the right word, but like they're, it would always like tell a movie title yeah, what like year it came out and like, yeah, a little synopsis kind of, of what the movie was and that have like a star rating next to it. And, uh, yeah, I saw, actually I saw, um, if I remember right, I saw like Adam Scott on Conan one time, basically saying the same thing. Like he was like claiming he could, uh, if you'd name a movie, he could tell you what year it came out. And that was because of studying the back of TV guides when he was a kid. And I kind of am the same way. I'm not claiming I could do it with any movie, but there, I think there's a lot of movies that I can do that with. And it is because of TV guides. Uh, uh, wired. I said I'm not guaranteeing <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even I know why. Just proving it. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. What is that? Isn't that one of those weird 80s robot movies? Uh, He's got like the. T- he looks kind of like Wally, right? Am I wrong? I don't oh, know. I, can't I don't know. For the life of me, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Let's knows? see. Now I'm gonna. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Okay. I do see something from 1989 called Wired, but it looks like. <laughs> no, this is not a robot. It's it's. <laughs> the synopsis is the ghost of John Belushi looks back on his troubled life and career while journalist Bob Woodward researches Belushi's life as he prepares to write a book on the late comic actor. Like the guy, like, like deep throat Bob Woodward. Yep. All right. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> story career Not that the guy's one- had. <laughs> yeah. And not the wired you're thinking of. <laughs> no, not remotely. <laughs> I like the idea of Bob Woodward talking about uh, John Belushi, though. I actually like it better if he was talking about Jim Belushi, but that's neither here nor there. Well, that's just your love of according to Jim. <laughs> you, you, you know me so well already. <laughs> I know. I can tell. I know a fellow Jim head when I'm talking to one. Oh, uh, the Jimsters. Oh, yeah. Jim rats. Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, today we're here to talk about, uh, I offer up the question, I always ask if somebody wants to watch an episode of Scooby-Doo that's good, bad, old, or new, and you said one thing, which nobody's ever as decisive as this, and it made me so happy, you said bad, 100%. Yeah, well, because, well, it's a combo of, I, I really enjoy... I love like bad things that uh, you know when they're when they're when they're so bad that they're just fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then also, and so I just love ridiculous things like that. Um, and there was a second thing I was going to say, and it's completely gone from my head now. So carry on. 
<laughs> for half a second, I thought you were going to do the, uh, who's the TV announcer from Parks and Rec? And then there's a second thing that I oh. will be announcing <laughs> now. And that thing. Yeah. I believe you're referring to Purd Happily. That's the one. That was the yeah. reference. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mind's like a steel trap, illegal in 48 states. <laughs> I've always said that about <laughs> you specifically. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I went for Scrappy-Doo and Scooby-Doo because, uh, most people seem to think it's really bad, and I would not argue with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and also, again, without, uh, is this what I already said? I don't know. I'm, I, I think I'm broken. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, being that I don't really like Scooby-Doo, I'm sorry, I'm just being blunt, bl- blunt and honest with you you're being that, Emily uh, Blunt right now your famous exactly. Emily Blunt impression <laughs> yes and uh so I was like well I don't like it to begin with so why not give me what you apparently I'm assuming you must enjoy uh Mr. Do uh so mm, mm, fair uh, yeah so so I thought well if you think it's bad then maybe this will be enjoyable because of it being bad and let me tell you I did not find that to be the case. <laughs> I can get behind that. I can get behind that for sure. Uh, mostly, mostly if somebody tr- says like, oh, something bad, and I show them this, uh, they're like, I-, I don't know why I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it necessarily brought... I, and I'm sorry, if I'm jumping ahead or anything, please stop me. No. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I just sort of watched it. <laughs> like, I didn't really have... Like, it didn't, like, make me angry. Uh, It also did not make me happy. It just was sort of, it just was kind of a thing that happened. Now. Thank you for having me. Goodbye. (laughs) This has been the podcast. Uh, Go subscribe to, uh, nah, don't. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Leave us a review. Uh, Like and subscribe. Uh, Leave your comments below, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um. It, it's uh, the liking something because it's bad thing. I get that. I also have a weird thing of <sighs> I just like liking things. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are very few things in this world that I'll watch that you could you could like sit me down and have me watch that I won't like find something where I'll be like, well, that part of it was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not a terrible quality to have. I won't. Necessarily I wish I wish I was more. Yeah, I wish I was more like that. Um, yeah, that's 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 admirable. What's something that you like that is so bad? Mm, boy, um, <laughs> it's that classic well, thing of like think of anything. Shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I if anyone listening knows me at all which i don't expect them to but if by chance you do uh i'm not shy about my love of star wars and uh i don't you know well i'm i'm not claiming they're good but i can still watch the prequels and yes there are plenty of things that i don't like about them there are lots of things i do like about them that Uh, is a wonderful example yeah i much prefer the other movies, but I, I still kind of have a soft spot for the Phantom Menace. Like it kind of puts me in this, this like 
place. It has this nostalgia to it that just kind of just makes me feel good, really? even though there's go- a lot of things that drive me crazy. You're going to go Phantom Menace. You're not going to go Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Oh, Attack of the Clones, that's the one that does actually make me mad. <laughs> so I like, will say that I have recently watched Attack of the Clones. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my girlfriend, every now and then my girlfriend's like, hey, you know what? Let's watch a prequel. And I'm like, great, let's do it. And it yeah. typically ends up being uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but- I there's something that's, uh, even though... Uh, Sorry, I, I feel like I'm an interrupting machine today. No, don't worry uh, about it. People all I was going to say, you. and then I'll carry on, is that, yeah, I while I think Revenge of the Sith is a better movie, there's something to me that's more watchable about The Phantom Menace. Continue. Uh, I think that thing that's watchable is uh, Darth Maul. Um, yeah. But, like, we were watching Attack of the Clones, and both of us are... Any time Anakin and Padme are on the screen, we're like, this is so boring. This is the most boring mm-hmm. thing that's ever been committed to film. Anytime Obi-Wan was on screen, we're like, you know what? Maybe this movie isn't so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, there's 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 great stuff. Well, there's there's moments of it that are that are enjoyable. There's still some things I like about it. But yeah, overall, that is easily my least favorite of of the movies. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of my least favorite, uh, let's talk about a cruise ship uh, that goes into a storm, sending our beloved heroes into something. I'm not entirely sure what. Yeah, that makes that makes two of us. <laughs> okay, but can I say so? Uh, the gang. Th- this, of course, is the middle period of Scooby Doo. Uh, I, I I'm not explaining anything that you already don't know, Tony. Uh, but the middle period of Scooby Doo, where it was just a cash grab, it seems like the rest of the gang is gone, and they just want to do Looney Tunes. I'm not entirely sure what was this. Okay, so when you say so again, I don't. I'm not very knowledgeable on on this subject. Sure. So when did this come out? Is this from the '80s? I believe this was '79. '79. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, long since 1969 when Scooby-Doo first came out. Right. But uh, Hanna-Barbera, of course, uh, wonderful company that it was. Uh, Anytime they found anything that worked, they just drove it into the ground again and again and again. Yeah. My favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, would bring you such great shows as Jabberjaw, uh, (laughs) Fang Face, The Funky Phantom. Uh, Goober yeah. the Ghost Chasers is particularly horrible. Do you remember? Uh, I, I, you'll probably you seem knowledgeable. On, excuse me, you seem knowledgeable on this, so you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But I have a vague memory of my time in watching Saturday morning cartoons of there being something along the lines of like Hanna Barbera, like All Stars, kind of where they would like <laughs> compete in like athletic events. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? So Battle of the Network Stars was obviously such a big hit that, uh, you know, with the likes of, uh, uh, at the time, Bruce Jenner and uh, O.J. Simpson hosting, that they were like, you know what? We have so many cartoons. Let's do that. And thus, Laugh Olympics was born. Laugh Olympics. Okay. Yeah, I could not remember what it was called. And I, I don't remember much about it other than that it existed. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not great. It's definitely not better than this, oh no than what we watched <laughs> today. 
<laughs> I find that shocking. You know what? I think you'd love it, Tony. Uh, <laughs> it's very much like it's very much like Attack of the Clones. Uh, <laughs> it's very much like the Christmas special. <laughs> So I will say that the gang is on this cruise ship. They're, they get sucked into a storm. And there was something that happened when the storm struck that uh, I wrote it in my notes as, why is 60s Batman music playing? Yeah. That like, Yeah, right. Um, if you're asking me, I don't know. I can't answer that. <laughs> that was the one reason I asked you on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was hoping you'd have an answer for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll make a few calls and I'll get back to you. Thanks. Uh, I the the I like the idea that all of the music is canned. Like you know they ju- they're just going to like a library somewhere, royalty free music, and just being like, all right, what is this? Like it's just labeled like Gene Cruper or something, you know? Yeah, I. I, you know, on that note, I kind of had a similar thought. It wasn't about the music, but it was more about the sound effects. Like it, I hadn't like watched an old cartoon in, in a while, contrary to popular belief. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, all these like sound effects are kind of taking me back. I feel like all cartoons back then, like used the like same, like five sound effects over and over. The same bongos (laughs) as people are running inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that is especially that and a laugh track in cartoons is always one of those things that's just like, oh, wow, this happened. Yeah. The Scooby-Doo, did Scooby-Doo ever do that or no? The original Scooby-Doo did. Yeah. Did it? Okay. I couldn't remember. Cause that's like, uh, Flintstones or Jetsons. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, oh, Jetsons. I remember Flintstones being, doing that, but, uh, yeah. It was that idea of it makes sitcoms so good, right? So let's put it in cartoons. Well, people need to know when to laugh. People are idiots. Am I right? Boy, oh boy. Don't get me started. Uh, somebody stop me. The mask. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, they're sucked into this whirlpool, into <laughs> this ancient city. I l- here, here is something that I love, is the lack of effort put into any of it. Yeah. That, uh, that's, uh, yeah, like, when watching it today, that was kind of, like, my biggest takeaway was, like, I don't, like, I feel like old cartoons, they, like, again, it was a different time, and there were, there were, you know, only, like, three TV channels, so, like, kids would just watch what was on. Right. So, like, and especially if it was a cartoon, like, you're gonna watch it. It's flashy, so like, it's colorful. Okay. Fine. Yeah, but but in like watching this, I was like was this like did kids actually like this or did you just watch it because it was what was on? <laughs> because like in watching it, I was like what is anybody getting out of this? And again, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not trying to judge you if if No, this is a completely valid it. question. I would yeah. offer the same thing of who the hell is getting stoked when the radio turns to Papa Uma Mao Mao, Papa Uma Mao Papa Uma Mao Mao, Papa Uma Mao. You know what I'm saying? How dare you? But, you know, all right. All right. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. Oh, I'm a total checker head. Don't even start. 
uh, the, are you wearing your Vans, the the, the chubby checker version? <laughs> Do you know how many different versions of the twist he has done? Like, there are so many different. Like, there's twist and there's twist again, and then he did that version with the Fat Boys in the '80s. But then there's like there's other ones too. I think there's like I. Please tell me there's I a think Christmas there's, twist. I think there is. I believe there is. I think we played it on on Feliz Navidad before. And like, and there's even a movie. He put out a movie called like "You Can't Knock the Twist" or something like that. And I did. I just hear some sleigh bells. Yeah, they're caught on a sustain pedal. Ah, <laughs> uh, that old that old story. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now pretend, uh, flashback in time to Santa's twisting. <laughs> <laughs> worth it <laughs> thank you long walk <laughs> uh, long walk to a long walk to the bank for that balance um oh boy uh, yeah uh <laughs> but i mean that, that's the thing is like the 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 simplicity of it to a certain extent, like I watch this and I'm like, God damn, I would have been an amazing cartoon writer in the 70s. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I like I haven't watched any like newer cartoons meant for kids in quite some time. Uh, and like it makes me wonder, like, are they are they better now or is it more of this kind of thing and we just don't see it? Yeah, we we don't see it. Maybe yeah, the kids aren't any more sophisticated. We're just not seeing it anymore. Yeah. With the uh, here, I uh, I'm trying to think of the last kids' cartoon I watched. Um, I mean, some yeah, of them, I mean, there's there's Phineas plenty that exists. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like a lot of them like are kind of still like like things like that. I've never I've, I've never seen Phineas and Ferb, but I've heard I've heard it's actually good, and I and. And I know that that show and there's a handful of other shows that it seemed like they're for kids, but they kind of still they make them like with the parents in mind as well, like right, trying like to appeal to both showing up and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Uh, I know with music, I always I always have a weird thing of like, like, what am I what what's turning me off for some of these things? Like, is it a simplicity thing? Is it a complexity? Because like, uh uh, people who listen to this show all uh, know for some odd reason I've got a bee in my bonnet and it will not go away about fucking uh, uh, whip nene. <laughs> I don't. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, wa- watch me whip. Watch me nene. Watch me whip. Oh, okay. Watch me nene. I kind of know what that is. Yeah, did you Again, it out? <laughs> I I just. You know, that's what's amazing about what I'm learning about getting older is that things like that just totally go past me. And like I like one day, like, like, yeah, I just like I've maybe heard that once in my life. Consider yourself lucky. Yeah. Like I I uh, and it's it starts out as an unintentional thing, but then. It like turns into if I do find out about if I start hearing people talk about it and I'm like wait I don't even know what that is what is that and then they're like oh it's a, you don't know that song how do you not know that song I'm like no I swear I've never heard it I don't ever <laughs> listen to radio or anything and then it turns into like oh I've made it this far let's see how far I can go without ever hearing this and it becomes uh, a competition for yourself 
Yeah, kind of. Like it starts out unintentional, but then it becomes like, oh, let's let's ride this out. Let's see if I can keep this going. Uh, I remember being mad at the movie. Uh, this is the end because I had successfully avoided uh, Gangnam Style until seeing that movie. <laughs> it was forced on me by seeing it in the theater, and I was like, oh, it's that song everybody's talking about that I'd never heard. Did you not? Well, here, here's the follow. Did you not know what this? You were like, what happened before he said like Opa Gangnam Style? <laughs> like, did you not know it was the song? Uh, no, I don't think so because I didn't know anything about. It. I like I'd seen like I think I'd maybe seen a picture of Psy, the uh, right. That's sure. who did it. Yeah, PS. Yeah, uh, and and I knew it existed, and everyone was talking about it. But that was that was the extent of my knowledge on it. We fade into a dark movie theater. Faces lit up. T- Tony Thaxton of whatever five years ago is sitting there enjoying a movie, and he's like, "Oh, this song has some toe tapping qualities to it." And then all of a sudden, Whoopa Gangnam Style. God damn it! <laughs> Ruined my streak, man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Uh, so they go into uh, presumably what's Atlantis that is populated by uh, a crazed uh, centaur, presumably with jaundice, right? He just had yellow eyes. Yeah, well, uh, clearly jaundice, yes. <laughs> uh, and just... Uh, okay. Uh, uh point of this podcast is not necessarily to apply logic where logic doesn't exist because that's a f- uh, that's a fool's errand uh it's, of course it's stupid and uh it's any 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 rube can do it however to try and ascertain what the actual logical rules of this universe are gives me so much delight yeah uh man you know I'm going to just apologize to you because I feel like, first of all, I'm constantly derailing you. No, and that is that. that's the purpose uh, bas- of the podcast. Yeah. Well, and I mean, because basically I, I don't know what to say about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime something, something makes me think of something that's not Scooby-Doo, I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. Let's talk about it. Yeah. That's the purpose. <laughs> This is a podcast barely about Scooby-Doo. Hey, I did a Christmas podcast where, you know, sometimes we'd get to the end and the guests would go, we didn't even talk about Christmas. I have this whole theory about uh, everybody in the world knows Scooby-Doo and I have no idea why. Yeah. Because you That's don't true. like Scooby Doo, but I bet you before this before this podcast even came on your radar, if somebody said, "Hey, uh, what's Scooby Doo?" you'd be like, "Oh, uh, dog, kids, solves mysteries or something." Yeah, yeah, and like the Harlem Globetrotters show up from time to time. Yes, why? <laughs> why is this? Why? Why can you talk like you know? Why does Eddie Izzard have a bit where he's like, "Oh, go to any country and be like, ah, oh, Scooby Doo," and people are like, "Oh, thank God." Yeah. Yeah, I just I think of Scooby Doo. I think of of the Harlem Globetrotters for whatever reason, and then knowing that there's like somebody has a mask ripped off of them, and it's revealed to be somebody else, and the whole like I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> which I feel like I really know more of that from 
I more think of Wayne's World now from that. Oh, sure, yeah. But I know that was a reference to Scooby-Doo, but it's like Wayne's World is much more prominent in my life, and it more makes me think of Wayne's World than Scooby-Doo. Yeah, it's the it's the weird references that made things, like made references more poignant to us. Uh, yeah. Because like for my generation, we had Animaniacs, which Animaniacs was constantly referencing classic movies. And yeah. I had all these classic movie references in my back pocket because of Animaniacs, but I had no idea what movie they were from. Right. Isn't that a weird thing when you like know this thing from one thing and then you watch something years later and you're like, oh, that's what that was a reference. I didn't even know it was a reference. Uh, I have a I have a real Rain Man moment with one where I. Uh, the chicken fight. You were you were you were watching Rain Man. I was watching and... Rain Man, <laughs> and I counted the toothpicks before him. It was really weird. Um... Eighty-two, eighty-two, eighty-two. <laughs> I think it was eighty-two. I might be wrong. Uh, internet, don't look it up. Um, <laughs> there, the chicken fights in uh, Family Guy, right? The chicken fights uh-huh. that last for like four and a half hours. I, yeah. I realized that. Uh, Later on, a scene in a James Bond movie is referenced in one of those chicken fights. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, "That's such a hyper-specific reference." Yeah, I yeah, I love stuff like that. Yeah, when you, it's like one of those things that's like it's meant for almost no one. Yeah, and then you know, when, but when you're one of the people that understands the reference, you feel like you're like a part of this special club. Uh, and that club has a membership, uh, for free. Uh, just don't get laid until after you graduate high school. <laughs> cool. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they meet this guy with jaundice who apparently, uh, I, I'm uh, once again trying to apply logic where, or figure out what the logic of the universe is. It seems like the entire point of this series, the more I watch of it is that, these people are lonely and they've finally found friends. Okay. Because his whole thing is just like, like they roll into this spot and he's just like, uh, I had subtitles on. I watch everything with subtitles. Uh, it's not a hearing thing. It's just weird. I, I feel more comfortable. You love to it. read. I do. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you know what would make this TV show better if it were more like a book? Yeah, you're, I mean, you're a bit of a bookworm. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I uh, burrow in the ground, and if you cut me in half, you get two of me, so don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously. <laughs> Obvi. Uh, but, but any, uh, so any time he spoke, it said, uh, Winnie, comma, laughter. <laughs> Which I just I just enjoyed that because he, he, every time he would say anything, he would all go. Yep, that's all I got. <laughs> no, I know the feeling. Uh, I feel like that was like uh, that was done by. <laughs> that feels like a thing of like they're in the booth, they're uh, about to record, <laughs> there are blank spots in the script, and he's like. Um, can you give me something? And he's like, I, I what am I doing? And he's like, you're a, uh, flip, a page flipping. You're, you're a centaur. Uh, uh okay. 
<laughs> Cut, print it. We'll just reuse it a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. And again, yeah, it's one of the, it's another one of those things that it like I, I don't even know that I have a specific example, but just hearing you do that sound and hearing it earlier in the episode, like it's another one of those things that just makes me think of every other cartoon. Like it's like, oh, that was a thing that happened a lot in cartoons. <laughs> and like I don't know, there's something there there's something about like early cartoons that just feels so ridiculous about the voices. Yeah. Just the broadness yeah, they, of it. It feels fun. Right. Yeah. It, this is this is still uh it's still Casey Kasem at this point, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, th- I thought so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it sounded like him, but I wasn't positive. Trying to come out of these goddamn upbeat numbers. You give me a goddamn dead <laughs> dog. <laughs> is Don on the phone? Well <laughs> uh well speaking of of Casey of uh, numbers and voices. Uh, I I noticed uh, when I came in to the room to do this, uh, I had the screen pause from when I watched earlier, and I when the credits came on, I just kind of like paused it instead of completely stopping it, and uh, it has a list of the voices at the end, and I couldn't help but notice a voice. I don't know which voice. Maybe if I watched it. Again, knowing this ahead of time, I would probably be able to point it out. Mickey Dolan's one of the voices. Now, again, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, uh, uh, but do, do you know? I do, do you know, know who Mickey, Mickey Dolan's, Dolan's is. is? All right, uh, but you can tell the uh, listener, of course. Uh, I'm just going to say that um, uh, here he comes walking down the street. He gets the funniest looks from everyone he meets. Everyone. Uh, yeah, Mickey Dolan's uh, a famous monkey. That's with two E's. Uh, he's not a primate, uh, but no, I was, I was. So that speaks to me. I was, I was a big nerd about the monkeys when I was a kid, uh, and um, still kind of in, enjoy the monkeys. And we just lost Peter Tork last mm-hmm. week. Oh, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So Mickey, Mickey, uh, well, only one of two left. But yeah, Mickey Dolan's a also, voice in this episode. Uh, side pimp, if you'd like. To- <laughs> If you'd like to hear more of Tony's love for the monkeys, you can check out our sister podcast on our network, Stolen Dress, Comedy on Vinyl, where Tony talks to J-Bone Clom about the I... monkeys. That is true. You really have done your research. <laughs> on with the countdown. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Antics ensue. Why is this less fun? fun to watch than Looney Tunes. It's fundamentally Looney Tunes. I was trying to get at like what the biggest difference is. I mean, obviously there's a difference. I get that, but like like what is like why is watching Coyote chase that roadrunner for probably the same amount of time, somewhere around 11 minutes, so goddamn entertaining? Is it the broadness? Is it the missiles? Uh that is that is a good question. Uh I don't know. I, I will say that I definitely watched a lot of Looney Tunes when I was younger, and I have, and I did enjoy that. And I re- can remember it making me laugh. Whereas, like, I can't say the same about Scooby Doo. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think even just like visually, I like Looney Tunes a lot more. Mm. Mm. I don't. I don't know. 
why. I don't. I can't really explain that. But there's something visually that is more pleasing to my peepers. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to frame that as dumb as I could. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Mission Pleasing accomplished. My yeah. Episodes kind of go along these lines where uh, somebody is chasing them around and there's really nothing going on. Um, I don't know. There's there's something that I find, like I said, kind of towards the beginning, heartwarming about just the the lack of effort. Like the fact that like someone decided to make a cartoon about this and how long this stuff goes on. I mean, you know, the, the Merlin thing, for example, it goes on for a long time and nothing really happens. Yeah. It like kind of makes me, it made me think of it, uh, saved by the memories of just like these like garbage storylines that like nothing really matters. And like, it's that like, why am I watching this kind of thing? I mean, it never gave you an idea of, oh, maybe this is a show about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah, this was the uh, the Seinfeld's big influence, yes. <laughs> uh, he did kind of talk like a cartoon character. Yeah, I'll give it that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do do you remember kind of the the transition in cartoons where cartoon characters went from all sounding like these giant personalities to all of a sudden sounding like they were on sitcoms? No, I can't say that I do. I feel like uh, uh, the uh, ALF cartoon was like one of those ones where it's like, everybody just kind of talked like this. Okay. <laughs> I we- yeah, I, I think I've only ever seen one episode of the Alf cartoon. We watched it on uh, our Patreon for Felice that we uh, and it was it was bad. But I, uh, yeah, it was like that same thing of like yeah, it's not it's not very good. But you know what else is not very good? Regular Alf. Because <laughs> 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 I hadn't seen those in years, and I remembered loving it. And then when we tried to watch them recently, I was like, oh, this is this is terrible. <laughs> Do you wish that you hadn't watched it? Do you wish that like you could have preserved just the memory? Uh, no, I don't think I care enough about Alf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I yeah, I mean it was it was more just it wasn't a like, oh, this is a bummer. It was just kind of like, oh, wow, I remember this being better, but you know, I was I was 10 or something at the time, so whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did like in this that that uh, the frog's name was Jasper. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Uh, <laughs> I liked that uh, Merlin's whole thing is that he's been trying to get this sword out for four hundred years. Yeah, but when it, I mean, what uh, what else are you gonna do with your time? Well, you, just you and Jasper hanging out. You gotta get this. You gotta try and get a sword sometimes. Look, I'm not going to bash on anybody's hobbies. Like it's important yeah. to have something. Yeah, some people like Scooby-Doo, for example. Yeah, weirdos. Uh, (laughs) Freaks, am I right? Some real goddamn uh, basement dwellers. 
<laughs> do you do you get a lot of uh, actual Scooby Doo fans listening? Occasionally, yeah. Yeah. All right. Just curious. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lot of uh, hate tweets from all the do heads out there. Highly doubtful. I doubt that there's anything that you could say uh, that I haven't already said. <laughs> all right. That's good to know. And I'm a fan of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a classic staircase slide. Um, I don't know. It, it's uh, <laughs> there's just like a lot of stuff. Uh, it. It's what I call and then writing, right? And then mm-hmm. this happens, and then this happens, right? And yeah. then we go to Ireland, and uh, <laughs> a leprechaun just messes with them, just messes with them for like you know twenty minutes. Yeah, that uh, yeah, it, it all leaves me going. Yeah, why why does this? Why did this happen? What's going on here? What was the point of that? What, like if. <laughs> What would it take, and uh, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say I need a serious answer, but like, what would it take for you to like this? Like something uh, like being being a small child and not knowing what's going on, uh, you know, being a child now and watching it now, being a child when it came out and watching it well, then. Like, what do you think no. it would take? Well, well, definitely not the child thing, because as I said, I didn't even like it as a kid. Mm. Um, but here, here's what I'll say, and this is this is a, a, a testament to how dumb I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, literally, the way they could get me interested is, like, I'm such a sucker for the things that I do like. Like, for, like, you know, again, Star Wars. Like, if there was, like, a weird, like, Star Wars crossover somehow, like... They have Luke Skywalker shows up in an episode of Scooby-Doo or something like I would, especially as a kid, but probably even so now I'd be like, oh, I'll check that out. Like it's because I still as a as a 40 year old man, like now they put out uh, like I've literally gone to like the grocery store and see like <laughs> BB-8 on a bag of grapes. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want some grapes. You know, <laughs> like I'm that stupid with it. Somebody in advertising is listening to this podcast right now and going, guys, it's working. (laughs) (laughs) They made fun of me when I said it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It will catch my eye every time. Like, I might not actually buy it, but I will at least notice it and become at least a little more interested. Yeah, I mean, I have a Scooby-Doo Pez collection for no goddamn reason. I don't eat Pez. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Does it have to be Star Wars specifically? What if I had? What if Mark Hamill was in this? Uh, I would be. It would make me more interested than I was, but maybe not as interested as if it was him as Luke. You go from like zero to moderate. Yeah. 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 The crowd goes from, mild, as they say. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Uh, right on. I can get behind that. Yeah, I, uh, interestingly enough, I was trying to, knowing of your love of Star Wars, uh, I was like, how has there never been, because Scooby-Doo came out in the 60s, but by the time, and there were parody, there were plenty of parody episodes. I mean, there were parody episodes of Mission Impossible and spy stuff and, you know, uh, how they never got around to like Star Trek, you know, they never got to like the Muppet Babies level of reference, I guess. 
Yeah, which they did. They did Star Wars parodies. Yeah, Indiana I Jones. Bad. I mean, uh-huh. everything. Yeah. See, they, yeah, that was that was more my my speed was uh, yeah, like Muppet Babies and all that. Yeah. Right. Right. So I'm a I'm a I'm a bit of a Muppet head also. So um, yeah. Uh, what color are their hands now? <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I, once again, I think you've made a reference that I don't know. Uh, not a lot of people will remember that one. Uh, for some odd reason, the movie that caught me at the right time for it to—it was like it was like uh, like I just didn't dodge the bullet, and therefore, like my favorite Muppet movie, like has to be written by the universe as uh, the Great Muppet Caper. I don't know why that happened. Uh, okay, it just, you know that's. <laughs> That's okay. That one's a good one, but I, I'm not. It's I. I do enjoy that one a lot. I'm just not as familiar. But I. What you scared me for? I thought you were gonna say like Muppets from Space. Or something. <laughs> I do like Pepe in that movie. I'll be honest. Yeah, Pepe. Pepe is as far as like the newer Muppet stuff goes. Pepe is kind of the uh, the uh, the the bright the bright star of the of the newer muppet movies they're all coming out of invisibility spray in that movie and all of a sudden out of nowhere pepe comes out in a tutu and he goes la 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 yes and then he looks around and he goes i'm gonna go change okay (laughs) 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 oh i gotta yeah i have a i have a lot of muppet stuff stuck in my head i can't figure out how to do my own taxes but god damn if you have some muppet movie questions oh i can rattle those off (laughs) I'm uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, uh, birds of a feather stick together. Uh, not a Muppet reference, interestingly enough. Um, <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Okay, here's a weird one. I was at work today. Uh, I work construction. A lot of mm-hmm. uh, brag much. Yeah, right. A lot of uh, burly uh, swearing gentlemen around me. Most of them mm-hmm. uh, missing teeth. A lot of great guys. Love them all. And uh, <laughs> on the radio, I walk by. <laughs> why did I? Why did this turn into a Catskills routine? On the radio, I walk by. Uh, <laughs> and it was playing the Muppet Show theme song, and I was like the Muppet Show theme song and everybody's like what <laughs> and I like turned it up and it was like it's time to play the music <laughs> <laughs> that's real weird it was even weirder surrounded by all these gentlemen who could not have give less of three fucks <laughs> yeah I would I would imagine so that doesn't seem like the target market no no whoever put that on was sending out an SOS to the world was it still <laughs> um <laughs> uh, <laughs> But anyways, uh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, all those things that can grab you. I think that's probably why I enjoyed Muppet Babies was that they were talking about things that I enjoyed, like Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Same thing with Animaniacs, with Batman and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Animaniacs kind of came like I, when I was a little older and I wasn't really watching cartoons. But every now and then I would like catch little bits and pieces and... and be like oh this is this is kind of funny and but i just i never saw much of it though what was the first thing you remember being like uh oh i'm too old for this do you you, can you remember that uh that's a good question thank you i'm known for my questions (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like i i definitely can well i will say this 
there, there's multiple things that kind of come to mind. I don't know if what the actual first thing is. It was one of the uh, Emawak movies, wasn't it? Oh <laughs> uh, no, I was I was still target market at that point. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I do remember, but I do remember like having a memory of like, um, still having like all my Star Wars toys and and uh, um, and kind of reaching an age where I was like. I'm too old. I can't play with toys anymore. And then like, unfortunately that was also the time my family decided to have a big yard sale and I sold all my star Wars toys at that yard sale. And mm. then like a year later I was like, why did I do that? Never going to live that one down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also, I can remember like being sick and staying home from school and watching Sesame street and like knowing that I'm like too old to be watching this, but like I still found some comfort in it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of endearing. <laughs> like it would be that, you know, like if, if I like heard my mom coming in the room, so I would like, cha- you know, it was almost like I was watching a dirty movie or something. <laughs> but the irony like, oh, is you changed. change it over to porn. You're like, no, nah, mom, I'm not watching Sesame street. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm watching this hardcore erotica. Now get out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I, I can, yeah, I definitely remember. Like, yeah. And I think even Mr. Rogers too, like Sesame street and Mr. Rogers, like watching those things, like knowing like, yeah, I'm not supposed to still be watching this, but I would, I would, I would watch it. I would sneak it when I could. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. That's, I, I like that. Uh, I, of course, uh, had shows that I couldn't watch because I was too young. And I would turn off the TV and turn on the cable box and the VCR and record them and then watch them after my parents went to sleep. Nice. It's a very enterprising ute. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was, what, was there a big one? Oh, my gosh. It's going to be embarrassing. Uh, I grew up in uh, kind of a, let's call it a Christian household. Uh, and Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's well documented that uh, he does worship the devil. So, uh, man, that's Satan yeah. scare of the eighties. It kind of it, it got my <laughs> it got my household in a weird way. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, my, me and my parents don't talk about it to this day. <laughs> About Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, with that new Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out, uh, Ben Schwartz now on their shit list. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, right on. So we do only have one segment on this podcast. We are star at the universe's test. Does this pass the Sagan test? Famed philosopher of science and scientist himself, Carl Sagan, once said that he wanted an adult version of Scooby-Doo because it endorsed skepticism and the scientific method. Does this episode pass the Sagan test? Uh, no. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you answered it like I didn't see that coming. Well, you treated again. you treated me you treated me like a parent in an Apple Jacks commercial. <laughs> um, I, of course, they don't know, taste like apples. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time someone said that to me, stop <laughs> stop treating me like I'm a kid in an Apple Jacks commercial. Um, Alternatively, that yeah, could be a great way to defuse a fight with a significant other. <laughs> if you said that, I feel like that would stop the fight dead. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, thankfully, I I never get in fights because everything is just lovely. So that's not true. She's right behind you, know. isn't she? It felt like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Obviously, no. Uh, there was there was no reason for anything to happen. Nobody changed. Nobody had any epiphanies, revelations, or need to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and if I'm being honest, I I felt like I just I panicked, and even though the correct answer was no, I felt like I panicked, and I was like, oh, it's a Carl Sagan thing. It's smart. I'm not very smart. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess the answer is no. <laughs> you, you had a fifty fifty chance, and uh, you, ding ding ding, you got it right. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> and uh, you've uh, you've won. Uh, the end of this podcast. Uh, Tony, thank you so much for being on. This has been a blast. Thank you for having me. It was a good time, despite my feelings on Scooby-Doo. <laughs> uh, tell the people where they can find you, what you have coming out, what you have in way of pimpage across the internets and the world. Uh, well, I'm not going to give out my home address. That doesn't seem like a smart way to find me. That's smart. Um, but uh, I, I am on the internet. Um, uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Tony Thaxton, TonyThaxton.com. I play, you know, some shows cause I play with multiple different musical outfits. I like to call bands outfits. That's a fun thing to do. Uh, I play in a band with my wife called Tiny Stills. Uh, I also play drums, uh, for the live shows that, uh, don't stop or will die play um and then i also do as i've said my love of star wars uh have a patreon page it's patreon.com slash cloud city soundtrack where i write a new star wars song every single week about a different character and you can sign up for that for only a dollar a month if you just want the songs that's uh, a that's four songs a month for only a dollar um there's other tiers as well but that the basic one is 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 dirt cheap and you can't afford not to sign up <laughs> uh also uh starting on cloud city soundtrack uh just today right oh the 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 accompanying podcast yeah. yes yeah i just I, I it was a thing i'd been thinking about doing and i wasn't sure and so i asked the people and the people res- resounded resounded replied with a resounding is that even is that the word i'm meaning to say why do i keep saying resounding yeah (laughs) again look i want to say resounded (laughs) uh the people said yes so i i uh for three dollars a month you get the the weekly songs but then also each week i'm going to put out just like a little like mini podcast episode that kind of then talks about because usually the song is it's not always about a specific character but usually it is and mm-hmm. it'll be a, about uh that character kind of the, what the deal on that character like the character's background and or like why i decided to write a song about that person what the song is actually about because sometimes the songs are or sometimes the uh yeah sometimes these songs are about like what actually is the deal with the character. And sometimes they're just total nonsense. Like sometimes I write a song about Qui-Gon Jinn playing the drums. I don't know why, but it's just a thing that happens. So they're, they're all over the place and they're just very silly and they're, they're supposed to be fun. I just, three things I've always enjoyed in life are music, comedy, and star Wars. So I was like, why not try and combine all three of these things? And so that's what I've been doing under the name of cloud city soundtrack. Tony Thaxton asking the important question, is Ewok medicine covered by an Ewok health plan? 
I try to tackle the important issues. Uh, and that's why we have you on. Uh, so, Cloud City Soundtrack, Tony Thaxon on all the things. Tony, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. And as always, to you and yours this holiday season, bringing pine nuts is only good if you're attempting to make basil at someone else's house. <laughs> What's With You Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.